pickle soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. This is Gina and Katrina coming to you in the Oracle Soup kitchen. And oh my goodness, we had so much fun at the UK conference back in 2019 in October. And of course, that was a a time when there was a lot more freedom to move and travel. Right, Gina? Right. (laughs) You didn't, well, you know, in hindsight, (laughs) were you really thinking about, you know, a lot of stuff that we couldn't have imagined, um, at least some of us, but we got to have a wonderful time there. I got to meet some really incredible people, especially the person that we're going to have in the kitchen oh today. Gosh. You know, that was one of the main things I was looking forward to, I have to admit. And I even brought my Starman Tarot book with me. I didn't bring the cards, but I brought the book all the way from home because I wanted David DeAngelis to sign it. My Starman Tarot was packed away. And so um, in God knows what box in storage. So it was like, there was no time. Uh, There was no time, but you know, David uh, blessed me with some some time um, in a conversation, some photos. So you know, a picture is worth a thousand words, right? But uh, what a uh, an amazing uh, conversation and presentation that he did um, at the 2019 uh, UK Tarot Conference. And so this man's wisdom, um, I had not had any significant exposure to him outside of knowing that he did this really you know just in saying starman tarot i had to have it i didn't know anything and then you know about the david bowie connection that that was kind of like the last thing for me for some reason but um i knew i had to get this really cool deck especially being connected uh as many of us were just as a performing artist and a fan of the music uh david bowie which um, I think um, when the loss of David Bowie hit me hard, you know, everybody has their, 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 their star that they've lost or their person that they've lost that really hits them. Um, but I'm going, this man just was just an amazing, uh, you know, demigod for me. <laughs> like he's, you know, listening to, uh, I'm telling you, I have, I have, I have, you know, artists, musicians music that have gotten me through some pretty tough times one of them being yanni oh hey i should tell my yanni story i met him a long time ago. oh my god yeah we'll That's talk yanni. i love the presentation that david did it was so spiritual for one thing incredibly beautiful slides which is very much a reflection of the artwork that's in the deck and so i'm just so thrilled that we're able to share this with you and if you haven't been exposed to him already please do 
uh, and he's gonna be telling you his creative story and what it was like working on this project and his soul and what went into it. And plus his wife helped as well. So right. it's kind of exciting when a couple can work on something. We've done some shows around that before, haven't we? Yeah, so let this serve as um, definite inspiration to anyone who takes and puts their stuff out. Uh, it is not easy uh, to take your uh, your art, uh, your your music, your whatever you do that is of yourself and put it out there, how to bring it to life, how to have it have meaning um, and have a purpose or you find finding your purpose in, in doing it. Uh, I think he has an incredible message and I'm pretty sure you folks will really enjoy hearing this. Hello and welcome to Oracle Suit. We are so giddy and excited because of our guest here at the kitchen table. This is Gina Thies and I'm here with good old Katrina Wynn. You know, I'm sort of in an altered state right now, Gina, <laughs> and uh, my heart is really open. Mm -hmm. I almost have tears in my eyes. I feel like uh, something that's so core and meaningful to me is just being reflected in our special guest. I mean, you're in my heart, Gina, but... Something about the work of David DeAngelis, especially with his Starman Tarot, but the the feeling behind it, the meaning behind it, the the intention behind it, just so resonates with my being that I feel deeply honored, and I'm really enjoying this beautiful fruit you brought from Bali. The durian, it's uh, it's the wonder fruit from that part of the world, and uh, some people don't like the smell of it. <clears throat> And in fact, in Singapore, it's banned from public transport. Wow. Can you believe it? Wow. That must be some scent. It's a, it's a big scent. But it, it's, it's one of the most nutritiously abundant, enriching foods on the planet. Kind of reminds me of the taro. People are afraid of it and ban it in so many places. But when you bite into it, it's so enriching and nutritious. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> you know, I've always thought of, and this is just me, I think tarot chooses you and you don't choose it. And I think in that sort of way that people are separated from it a little bit or they have all of these things, I think it needs to be, it's on the edge a little bit. And that's okay because once you do bite down into it, your life will change. And, you know, um, we have a lot of creative energy right at this table and uh, just, you know, getting into how tarot comes to life, how tarot can change your life and what it brings to your life. Uh, I know it's brought me a lot of wonderful people. Right. And so um, when I created my deck, you know, it was just um, kind of like a download is the best way I can describe it. I didn't know what was going to be in it. I only had an inkling of an idea and it just worked itself out. You know, when you, you're signing off on that last piece of art and it's a completed project and it's no longer yours, it belongs to the world. What do you think about that? Yeah, I can really relate to what you're saying there. And I had the same experience in a way because I really felt that the Starman Tarot came to me and was gifted to me um, by Providence or the Great Mother or the Radiant Mind, whatever you want to call it. And and really, the process of creating something like that um, is to me like a sacred act. Every day that I was working on it, I 
I honored it as a sacred act. And that doesn't mean to say that I didn't um, uh, throw some swear words at it from time to time, oh, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes <laughs> when we're, you know, when we're called to do something that we feel has real meaning and resonance in the world, it, it's, it's mostly not an easy thing to do. So often there were times when I had no idea how I was going to do something and I would just have to surrender to that process. And uh, as you will know, of course, from your own experience, when you're called on to create a tarot deck, mm-hmm. uh, it forces you to live every card. So, oh, yes. There's um, a process of designing, bringing a card to life um, that gives you the meaning and really understanding. And that was what was ex- important for me as a working reader like I I, I live it it's so having the, the understanding of what a card needs to say and then teaching and, and life experience what I don't know if you found this actually working on a card it's like oh I am in the moment of doing something it's the empress it's the emperor oh it's the devil oh my tower you know so it was it was really interesting even court cards people would show up in my life and I'm like Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, he's a king of wands, and so <laughs> you know, tarot does. It's like, um, how do they say that when world life imitates art and yeah. vice versa? That happens with tarot for sure. And on my end of things, not just the teaching, but having experiential workshops. For me, all along, the tarot has only. Uh, connected with me through experience and that's the thing I try to teach and train people in like with my Tro Alive workshops where we not just step into the card but we embody the card we breathe we look we smell we think we interact and then we also ask ourselves how does the world need this type of energy or essence from me and that's why I love so much Dave about the way you describe your deck it's it's one of the few decks I've seen that um, illustrates the actual energy essence that the card is communicating as opposed to uh, kind of putting together the stereotypical images that people associate with that card. Can you say a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, of course, I suppose the, 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 the easier route or route <clears throat> that one wants to take when creating something is to say, well, you know, this is what's gone before. So this is a familiar territory. I, you know, although there's still the the involvement of creating the artwork. There's a familiarity about it, and there's a kind of sense that you know the path forward. And what I was compelled to do when I was creating the Starman was actually to to kind of throw the map away. So I step, you know, every card I created, I felt that I was stepping into unknown territory. So although I had the theme of the card held in my mind. Um, quite often what would happen is even the theme of the card would seem to transform according to how it wanted to be expressed. And so it was a little bit like every every step was adventuring into new territory, exploring a new way of understanding, not only the tarot, but also understanding myself mm-hmm. and understanding a little bit more about how life is put together. So uh, a, an amazing um, thing about tarot is that, like I was saying in my talk, that I believe it is an on- ontological phenomenon. It, 
it teaches about teaches us about the very essence of being at its core and creating one um, causes us into action to actually make the investigation. But then there's also the use of the trail, which is, of course, very much what it's about as well from a very objective point of view. And have you been around people using each of your decks? Because what's so beautiful about your deck, Gina, you know, really, and I was with you when you did some of that research. Yes. You know, the Tour of the Moors is bringing in a whole cultural wisdom that we don't normally see in the deck. Right. So it's so unique. And so people who are relating to those cards, it's going to speak to a part of them that, the, the let's say, the dominant culture, the default mind, as you say, David, you know, it doesn't recognize right so I love that part yes um, it's been interesting to see um, or, or get feedback and when someone walks up to you and says um, I had an experience where um, Avril Price who um, you guys probably know she told me she took the deck home and what she meant was she took it to Andalusia and it just brought me to tears. I just teared up because I thought, oh my goodness, when in the process of creating that deck, I kept thinking about this is for you. This is for my, the ancestors. This is for the ancestors. Tell your story through me. Um, it's interesting to connect to what you call radiant mind or big mind or source. And we're all a part of that. It's just about how you open yourself to, to that connection to source. One of the things as reader, um, uh, when I come across people that say, oh, you know, tarot cards, bad, evil, wrong, and how do you do that? And I say, I trust my connection to source, and this is how I can do that. I know my mind, and so this mind is part of a greater mind. And so being understanding that connection allows that information to flow through, right? Yeah, I totally get that, Gina. And, that, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, I think you made a very good point there. It, it, and it was something that I was very passionate about in the Starman, is the, the cultural diversity and uh, bringing voices that were not normally associated with the tarot mm -hmm. into the forefront um, and really looking at how um, in, in many ways the new generation of tarot decks are calling upon us to unite more and see that the, the beautiful diversity of these cultures all play a role in how we can shape this phenomenon of tarot. And it, it was very important for me to have influences from Africa, the Americas, um, from China, Japan, Europe, um, ancient Celtic, um, Moorish uh, influences, um, you know, Aztec influences. Mm -hmm. um, and really sort of trying to um it's, it's not like kind of just like just throwing everything together it was seeing where these actual cultural references were appropriate mm -hmm. and where they wanted to be expressed and i think um you know seeing your artwork gina and 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 the you know what you've told me about the journey of, of creating that mm -hmm. i think that you know you're plugging into this new generation of what this phenomenon is tarot is is here to express it's you know um when i in, in terms of getting how how is this going to be useful and i think setting the intention ahead of time for how the deck was going to be and who it was going to be for was also very important and um 
even when I've, I've written a book before, I, I've always thought, I don't want to be, your deck is phenomenal. People love you. You know, it's, 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 it's amazing. And, uh, for myself, I'm like, I just want people to tell me that it's useful and it has purpose for them and it's, and it's meaningful. Um, and so that means it's got, it's got to touch a mm. wide range of people. Right. And so I think in Starman too, uh, using, and you may want to mention a little bit about why it's called Starman Tarot for us. Ah, well, really it's called Starman Tarot because the, the entomology, I think that's, that's the word roots, I suppose, but I'm going to use it in terms of the tarot. Uh, the root of that came out of the work that I did with David Bowie mm-hmm. um, and I worked with Bowie creatively for a number of years and in that time that I was working with him we we really developed an artistic vocabulary and it was a vocabulary that really looked at bringing personas to life and looking at how language could be um, represented visually mm-hmm. typographically in very powerful ways and you know, from working with Bowie, I really felt I'd, I'd come away with this kind of um, very rich um, arc of possibilities, creative possibilities that I could sail and land in a, in a new territory. So it was really that, that spark of inspiration of working with Bowie that really led me to be compelled in a way and a little bit about the fact that even prior to working with Bowie, I really felt that there was um, a, a, a t- either a tarot deck or a set of cards or something very clearly that I needed to express. And I think there's that saying when mm-hmm. uh, uh, when an idea meets a prepared mind. And it was like yes. that thing of yes. the, the right Riddle. concept meeting the right two <laughs> marriages of creativity and yes. then bam, there there it was. I also believe I heard you say something about you and uh, Bowie would talk about tarot cards. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, when I first started working with Bowie, I did a few um, rough visuals in which I used the death card and I used a few other um, cards, the sun card. And it it was really just kind of looking at these um, ancient, you know, these Mm -hmm. iconographies of the past and then actually trying to look and see what would be an iconographic mm-hmm. representation of the future. So it wasn't so much that we, we we didn't ever get tarot decks out and kind of sit down and say, oh, you know, this is about tarot. Mm-hmm. Um, what what really came out of that was really the, the, a way of looking at how our human experience is represented. And the tarot was a, was a really great inroad to see how that happened. And the fascination really, I think, in with working with Bowie was how we could take that and imagine some future points, some future point in technology, in time, in spirituality, a kind of what you might call a spirit technology. This is fascinating. I'm just like (laughs) something in that two words you just said just sent me into a spin like, oh, my gosh, spiritual technology. Actually, that's a term I've been using that I got from Greg Braden, spiritual technology. That is where we're at. Tarot, all these things. Yes. And um, uh, I think Tarot's been trying to climb out. Um, As you said, there's a resurgence. It's like it's imploded. Um, 
you know, Katrina could tell you and other Mary Greer could tell you, it's like there were there were very little decks, right? By the time I came to Tarot, (laughs) we're so much older. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Well, anyway. (laughs) I'm older than you, David. (laughs) Gosh, you found someone older than me. (laughs) You've only got three years on me. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now he, he lost but you know what this is what's so beautiful about the age is we remember how it was and we can truly appreciate where we are and like you were talking about a moment ago and also that trajectory to where we could go and it's so exciting to see that unfold and to know that we are a part of that art you know the art of creation and we each represent an individual aspect of it as well as a collective you know, I love something else that you said, David, about how we need to bring things back together. We need to put ourselves back together is what you said. And um, going back into the research with my uh, the Moors and looking at w- the the uh, being involved, scientists, astrology, uh, magic, spirit, it was all one thing. And then it got separated out. And I think uh, that's where the trouble begins because one set doesn't understand the other. And like you said, there's a reduction of magic to entertainment. I think that happens sometimes um, on, on either either way. You know, you can dismiss science. And, you know, we've got all these things. We need to pull it back together, putting ourselves back together. And all those 78 images stacked in one does exactly that. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't express it better than that. And I really feel that, you know, it, there are many different ways in which we can put stuff back together, this reality, our lives, our culture back together. And <clears throat> tarot is one particular way of doing that. And, you know, creating art really is, is the overriding thing. And you could say, you know, the art of tarot is is fundamentally it's a visual system that evokes an underlying representation of reality and it brings it into focus for us so they're they're a little bit like um like the the root of magic the obsidian mirrors uh-huh <laughs> which they have at the british museum which from the british museum Yes. Um, John D, yes. mm-hmm. famous John D. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, Edward Kelly, I yes. suppose it goes back to Queen Elizabeth was actually a, her her cultural court was a magical court. And uh, David, we're gonna get down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> I'm That's to for tell our you. next That's kitchen table conversation. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here. This has been just. I, I, I feel like, um, you know, and you're like that last thing you want to do when you're on earth. I feel like I've done that. But no, it's it's such a amazing, amazing honor to have you here. Thank you so much. It's a real pleasure. We've still got a lot to do. So we've got to, the game continues. Yes, right. <laughs> All right. I feel like you're one of us. <laughs> and we're so one of much. you. Yes, <laughs> I feel too. Thank you for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the feed burner 
or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings, along with articles and links to more resources. Be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G dot org, like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com. An advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended, but not promised or guaranteed, to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.